Good morning, sisters. It's the When My Richards podcast, and I'm your host, Ola Davis. Um, can you believe it's the third month in 2023? This month is going by fast. Uh, yes. So today's podcast uh, episode is going to be more of. Um, it's going to be more. It's. It's not like a full-blown episode. It's just kind of like an update on my situation. Um, something that I couldn't wait to share with you. Um, and something that I'm quite emotional about. So if you've been following the podcast or if you've listened to, even if you're new here, but if you've listened to the old episodes, you would often... Um, hear me say things like my soon-to-be ex-husband, my soon-to-be ex-husband, and I would use terms like that because I was separated, um, but not yet divorced. Well, I tell you what, in the past week, my divorce became final. I filed for divorce December 2021. Yeah, December 2021 was when I filed for divorce. And, you know, since then it's been quite the journey. Uh, maybe in, in upcoming episodes I will talk a little more about what the process was like trying to get a divorce from an abuser it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be it was it was um i'll just say it was more difficult and full of drama but you know to the glory of god just this past week my divorce became final and i'm expecting to receive my divorce certificate in the mail any day from now And I can't even, I'm not sure I could put into words how I feel. Um, Sometimes people ask me, oh, you know, do you feel sad that it's really going to be over? And honestly, I don't. I felt elated. I felt like I had something to celebrate. Um... Now, when I first filed for divorce, of course, I was sad. I was depressed. I actually had to go on medication for a period of time just to to manage the depression and all that. But as as the day actually drew by closer and closer, when I knew that it was all going to be over, you know, going back and forth with the court, with my lawyer... And all that, knowing that all of that was going to end, I kind of looked forward to that day with a joyful expectation. Um, I'm telling you, for me, it's it's like when you've been a slave for so long and then slavery becomes outlawed. And then you know you're still going to have some challenges, you know, trying to stand on your two feet and all that. 
but you're just so happy that you no longer have to be a slave that you no longer you're not you're not honed by anyone anymore and you are free i think that's that's the analogy that comes to mind for me when when my divorce finally became over i really felt like the israelites in the bible when they got their freedom when they were able to get out of egypt with god's help and there was nothing pharaoh could do about it that's how i feel sisters i feel free there's something about spouses that are abusive they not only show this but they actually believe it they believe they own you and to not be owned anymore <laughs> that just means the world to me now it's true what people say that when you have children with abusers especially if those children are they are still minors the the person would find ways to still kind of get to you and be in your life and use the children as an excuse or find ways to punish you using the children and all of that is true and i'm not i'm not naive about that cuz that's i mean that's already been happening even when we were just separated but the fact that i wake up in the morning and i know that first i wake up in the morning and i'm i'm on the bed by myself i look to my to 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 either side and i don't see him and i don't he, he, we don't share the same home he can't just call me up to say whatever like i don't the only communication we have is when he has to do with the children and it's through a chat chatting app just to know that he doesn't hold me anymore not that he ever did but for a long time for the whole time that we were married i felt like he owned me he treated me like i was a possession of his you know i'm sure you know what i mean so knowing that i no longer have to deal with that that i'm free that i don't need his permission to do things that normal human beings do normal adults do it's just so liberating for me it is so liberating um now i've thought about changing my last name okay i need to tell you this the last th- name that i use on the show davis it's not my legal last name so that's not my married name that's that's a last name that i chose when i became separated and i really didn't want to bear my husband's last name anymore um but my right now legally my last name is still my husband's last name and i'm thinking of dropping that uh but it's not it's not like the first thing on my mind to do right now but i think in the near future i would um i would and maybe i'll actually 
change my legal last name to Davis. But you know, even if I haven't done that yet, I'm just in a in a happy place now. Life is still life, right? Which and we all know that life can be hard, even if you're married to the best person. Um and that's fine. Like with God's help I can always handle life as it comes. But trying to handle the challenges, the normal challenges of life while married to an abuser, it just becomes too much. It just breaks breaks a person down, not only mentally or psychologically, it breaks one down physically as well. So I've noticed that I'm paying more attention to taking care of myself, which is something I haven't done in years because I've just been living in survival mode. But right now I'm taking care of myself, I'm taking care of my appearance, taking care of my hair. And I mean, this is what women do normally. It, I'm not, it's not a luxury. It's not. It's nothing special for humans to take care of themselves mentally, physically, and otherwise. It's just that when you've been with an abuser for so long, those things do not, you know, when the abuse really hits hard, you are clinging on to your sanity. You are in survival mode. So taking care of yourself, it's not... That's not even something that you think about. You're thinking of how not to trigger your spouse. You're thinking of how your very existence is... They treat you like your very existence is an annoyance to them. You know what I mean? So you don't want to set them off. You're walking on eggshells. You are trying to survive. That's how one lives from day to day you're not thinking particularly of how to make yourself look nice or how to take care of your own mental health or how to take, pay, pay attention to yourself so that you can be a better mother so that's what i'm doing now and even as young as my kids are they do notice that mommy's mommy is taking care of herself better and i've been able to be a better mom to my kids for that reason i actually enjoy motherhood now and it's 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 really sad that my first was six going on seven when i got separated before i figured out that i wasn't enjoying motherhood i was just i was just you know it was like I was just counting time. I was just um, surviving and doing all I could to keep them alive by feeding them. But I, there was no connection because I didn't have room for connection. My life had been swallowed up by the abuse. But right now, I'm in a place where, I mean, my kids are... They are um, six, five going on six, and um, seven going to be eight in a few weeks. And I actually enjoy spending time with them right now. 
Like there are times that I sit down, even with my five-year-old, and we just talk. And we crack jokes and we laugh. And they are just so much fun to be around now. And that's something that I felt had been stolen from me for so long. But I'm grateful to God that at least they are not like... um. It's not like they're adults and out of the house already. They're still at that age where I can catch up on those years that I kind of lost with them because it really feels like I lost out on those years, you know. So I just want to share that with you that I am... I'm just so grateful to God. When this whole journey started with filing the divorce and anything, everything, I didn't, I didn't know what the journey was going to look like. I didn't have it all figured out. And I know that for some people, that's what gets them stuck. But I'm telling you, I didn't have it all figured out. I didn't, the lawyer that I got was so expensive and I didn't qualify for, there's something here in Canada that they call um, legal aid. I'm sure it's in the U.S. as well. I didn't qualify for that. So it was like I made too much money to get a lawyer for free. But I didn't make enough money to be actually <laughs> be able to pay the full legal fees. Um, but the good thing is I didn't have to pay all at once. You know, they would bill me like every two to three months. And I would pay and I really thought I was going to go into debt, but I didn't care because I just saw it as this is the price that I have to pay for my freedom, that I have to pay for my sanity, that I have to pay to be able to leave anything that remotely looks like a decent life or a good life. But, you know, here I am today. I, I've been able to pay all my bills without owing the lawyer a dime. And I just give God the glory for that. Because I went into this knowing this is what has to be done. But I didn't really have it figured out. I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go from step to step to step. And that was exactly what I did. And God just held me the through the whole thing for a period of time I was having challenges at work as well that I had to go on an extended leave without pay so I went for a few months without even getting a salary but you know what God kept me through all of that God really did what the enemy was going to use to break me what what my abuser, and my abuser kept coming up with all sorts of drama just to make sure that this divorce would not be concluded in a timely fashion. And he didn't care because he represented himself. He wasn't paying any lawyer. He wasn't paying any legal fees. And I really believe he wanted me to go bankrupt and just throw my hands in the hair and be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going on with the divorce. But I I had, I was determined that if getting divorced from this guy was the last thing that I do, <laughs> I 
I was going to do it. If I was going to get divorced from him and, you know, be gone two weeks after that, I was not going to die as his wife. I was going to die a free woman. That was the level of my desperation. And I thank God for strength. There were days that I felt I couldn't go on anymore. But I would I, I would reach out for support. I would reach out, you know, I would talk to God about it. I would go see my doctor and say, you know what, I think I'm losing it. I'm getting depressed. I can't function well. And they would put me on medication. So I just want to tell you that you when you look at people and they look so strong and you're like oh i wish i was that strong but i'm not that's an illusion <laughs> nobody is that strong we all have people in our lives or and when i say people in our lives they don't have to be they could be friends and family but they necessarily don't have to be because I didn't have a lot of that, to be honest with you. I had friends that were just mourning the fact that I filed for divorce. They weren't exactly there to support me. So sometimes it's strangers that support you. It could be, they could be your therapist. It could be your doctor supporting you, you know, prescribing you the medications that you need to cope for that time period in your life, Right. Um, it could be strangers on the internet, you know, there are Facebook groups out there where you, you would have people that have been in your situation, people that maybe are a little further ahead in this journey that they know exactly how you feel. They can offer support. I mean, I joined a couple of Facebook groups like that, um, where you would, uh, find the support that you need so anyway what was i saying yeah i was trying to say nobody is that strong when you so when you look at a person and you're like oh this person got out of abuse they abused their life they did this they did that they usually have support you know they have a supportive community it might be an online community it doesn't matter but I'm just saying there are times when one would feel like I can't do this anymore. And people in the support group would encourage you. They would let you know that, you know what, everybody feels this way at some point. But you're going to get through. It's going to get better. It feels terrible right now, but things are going to get better. And then you just find the strength to keep pushing. So I want you to know that you're not alone. Hundreds and thousands of people have experienced this and have come out through the other side. And you are going to come out through the other side as well. Anyways, I hope I, I was able to encourage someone today. And man, I'm telling you, I'm just... I'm so excited. Yesterday, I woke up yesterday morning and I was just singing praises to God. Because I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I made it. But I know God brought me through. And I, God brought me through this and I, I couldn't be more grateful.
so I hope I've been able to encourage someone. Um, keep sending me your messages. I got another um, direct message from a listener this past week on social media. And um, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> Uh, but she was just so thankful for the podcast. Um, she had been married to an abusive person for like, I think 30 years as well, which, you know, it's interesting to me that most of the people who write me, they've been married, they've been in abusive marriages for so long. It just, it just breaks my heart to know that people had to endure that for that long, but She's she's doing better now, and she said the podcast really really helped in in her being able to heal from the abuse, and that just that just lights lights up my heart. It really gladdens my heart to know that people have been helped. So um, our Facebook group is still at When Marriage Hurts. We are on Instagram at When Marriage Hurts. You can post directly on the group you can post anonymously you can also send me a direct message um and if you if you've been listening to a few episodes and you've never left a review on apple podcast please 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 leave a review on apple podcast you can use a nickname if you don't want to use your real name i understand that but please let us know how this podcast is helping when you leave a review on apple podcast it it gives the the podcast visibility so that when someone comes online and they are looking for a podcast on on um how to that could help them with an abusive marriage they are able to find this podcast easily just like you found it um so please it's important please leave us consider consider leaving us a review on apple Podcasts. um and my prayer for you today is that whatever you need in your journey right now, whatever it is that you need the most at this moment in time, that the Almighty God would bestow upon you, whether that's strength, whether that's mental strength, whether that's mental energy, whether whatever it is, whether it's healing for your body, the Almighty God will show up for you in a way that is tangible that you know that this was no coincidence this is god working in on your case that would be your testimony i pray that for you in jesus name and i pray that you have a wonderful week ahead god bless you bye